0: I'm gonna fucking call Mark Zuckerberg and get to the bottom of this bullshit.
1: Oh man, he needs a spanking. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> he does uh, o- on many
0: do. on many counts.
1: Not many for many things. Yes. Oh
0: yeah yeah. That data mining fool.
1: Ha! <laughs> <laughs> that was like that was like Beeman cola. I thought you said that dad of mine and he, <laughs> but you were saying that data mining. Fool. Um that dad of mine's a fool. I'm like, "What?"
0: <laughs> yes, didn't you know who I was named after him? And then I changed I did not know that. I changed that. my name from uh, Zuckerberg to Browner. Yeah, it was oh, crazy. Oh, I thought
1: like you changed it from Zuckerberg to Zaphod.
0: Yep. Ooh, that could be it. <laughs> You know, the That's weird it. The weird part of it is, is you know, he's so rich, he has a time machine. So he went back to, you know, <laughs> 1963 and became my father. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's probably not older than 45.
1: Oh, I don't think so, yeah. I don't, let's yeah. see. He was in college in the 80s, I guess.
0: Oh, was he? Oh, well, so was I. So maybe I'm the same age as him, but I always thought I, he was... Younger than me
1: Oh he's younger than us He's younger than us He was in college Maybe uh, he was in college In the late 80s Early 90s Because when was When was Hot or Not That was probably Oh that was way in the 90s
0: Oh okay Yeah so I think Of Facebook, course
1: Facebook Yeah Didn't Facebook start As Hot or Not
0: Um I don't know Because the The website Hot or Not Existed At the same time Facebook e- Existed but I mean that's yeah. very likely, but yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, wasn't that that page was like it would show you a picture and then you could click hot or not. You could it was, rate
1: it one to ten. Yeah,
0: right. That's it. Yeah, I remember yeah. that back in my single days.
1: Right. <laughs> I remember when uh, someone at work was telling me about Facebook and only co- it was only for college students at that time. I think you had to somehow prove you were a college student to get on it.
0: Oh, really? Well, uh, you know, it did originally start as purely a one college only, and then maybe it expanded to multiple colleges only. And then he decided, let's cash in and and make it for everybody.
1: Make it for everybody. And that was the uh,
0: smartest decision he ever made, and he's a billionaire because of it.
1: Yep. I only got on Facebook because a friend, one of my friends that I, is really Michael's friend, was like, "I posted some pictures on Facebook. You should really join it." And I was like, "I thought I had to join it to see his pictures." So I was like, "All right, I'll join."
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> now, now I'm on it every fucking day.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, it's one of those things. It's very ubiquitous at this point. You don't go. You definitely don't go the day without checking it at least. Ten times,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm always checking check out of work on my phone and check it when I get home, and
0: right, it's anyway, you know, it's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, you know, checking everything throughout the day, just for shits yeah. and grins, you know,
1: I've kind of gotten out of the habit of of uh, uh, Instagram. I hardly ever check that anymore. It's just too much there's too it's just too well, I follow too many people it's too I, it's too hard.
0: Uh-oh. Just overload. I
1: just, yeah. Okay. So it's Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat now is all I really do.
0: Didn't Snapchat at one okay. time the 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 things that you snapchatted disappeared much quicker than they do now? Now it's they last for like twenty four hours.
1: I think it's always been twenty four hours.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: But but if you send someone a private one, you can only watch it once. Well, now they've said it where you can watch it twice. Right. But after you watch it, watch it twice, it disappears.
0: Or can't you, like, pay money or something and you can watch it unlimited number of times?
1: I don't think so. Maybe you can. I
0: thought I remembered seeing that uh, once that I, you know, I'd already watched something twice and then I was trying to do it a third and it said, hey, for for such and such fee, you can watch this an unlimited number of times. Wow. Kind that of. would a, not be good. Yeah, it's kind of a backdoor money driven motivated uh, thing that they did there and uh, right. kind, of, kind of takes away somebody's ability to make something not last forever
1: right yeah uh, yeah, yeah cuz that's the whole key to it is well it, i mean the other thing is it was if somebody if somebody screen screen caps something that you post you can see that they screen they screen ah oh, my brain they screen shot it, you know. I did a screen capture. Fuck. Yes, maybe I should not do the show cuz I couldn't put two words together there. <laughs> <laughs> my brain, my brain, I could literally feel it splitting in half going, "Nope, <laughs> not connecting up so you can get that one." <laughs> Woo. I th- I, okay. I,
0: I thought I heard something go thirts. and it was a br- it was a, <laughs> it was a brain fart. <laughs>
1: yeah that was a loud one that was like (laughs) my brain cut a big one (laughs) okay all right ready to go sure Keeping Podcasts Weird from the live music capital of the world, Austin, Texas, the city that brought you Dale Watson, Bill Hicks, Fantastic Fest, Ain't It Cool News, Cactus Pryor, Barbara Jordan, the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center, the Salt Lake, and the world's largest urban population of Mexican free-tailed bats, it's a slippery slope the podcast with the dazed and confused Mark Browner and Lodger. Oh, hey, Mark Browner.
0: Hey, how are you? <laughs> wow. Good, you d- how
1: are you doing this week?
0: You did that so well, so professionally. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> I tried to slow it down a little. Usually I'm hurrying to get through it. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like I got to hurry to get through it. So, yeah. I put on my announcer voice, my my uh, Gary, oh my god, what was the announcer for laughing? Gary Owens, my Gary, Gary Owens, Owens voice. <laughs> I held my hand by my ear and uh, spoke <laughs> into the microphone.
0: Were you wearing a plaid jacket?
1: <laughs> I've got a plaid jacket on.
0: Nice. And
1: horn-rimmed glasses, so.
0: Perfect, perfect.
1: Mm. <laughs> I'm a little bummed out.
0: Why are you so bummed out?
1: Uh, uh, Frank Ocean dropped an album this week, and uh, you can't get it on CD. And I'm uh, so technologically uh, unadvanced that <laughs> I, I don't have I don't have iTunes or Apple Music. Oh. I, I, I wanna, I went out with my nephew uh, last night, and we went to the Salt Lick, and we went to Amy's ice cream, and just hung out a little bit while he's here in town. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, I was like, dude, what's the difference <laughs> between <laughs> iTunes and Apple Music? Because right. aren't they both owned by Apple? Uh, yes. And, so what and the he hell? Was like, well, I, yeah, he was like, <laughs> iTunes is is where the, where you can buy the music, and Apple Music is. A a wait, I can't even. I think it was like, I don't even know now. Oh, I see. Why are there two different things?
0: iTunes is iPhone specific, but then Apple Music is not platform specific. You can probably have it as an app on your Android, maybe.
1: Maybe so. I don't know. I think you can. I know iTunes is where you buy the songs. And I think Apple Music is a platform to to use to listen to them. But you can listen to them with uh, iTunes, too. I don't know. Right. He he explained it to me and I've totally forgotten. Um, but it wasn't it was a quick explanation, whatever. He told me I can't remember now. But the right. point of the story is Frank Ocean. We've been waiting for an album from him for like three years now. I loved his last record so much, and um, and it's like you. I guess I'm gonna have to join iTunes if they're <laughs> gonna put it out on a real CD. Well, I'm gonna have to join iTunes.
0: I didn't know or Apple it, Music or I something. Did, I didn't know you were a fan of Frank Ocean.
1: Oh, I love Frank Ocean. Yeah, he's really interesting. Well, you know. I, I, um you know, it's like everything else. Once he came out as as gay or or whatever he came out as, oh. we're all still kind of slightly confused. <laughs> um, That that caused me to like want to be like, who is this guy? What is he about? And then I heard some of his songs and I'm like, damn, these songs are good. Oh. And it's not the style of music I usually listen to. I'm not a mm-hmm. big um, rap R&B uh, fan. Uh. And I don't even know what kind of genre you would call Frank Ocean. He's not really rap. He's not really R and B. I don't know what, what that genre is of what he does, but just, it just appealed to me. He had a hmm. song, uh, uh, on his last record, uh, called pyramids. That was one of the best songs I've ever heard. One of the best songs, uh, of, uh since 2000. So, wow. I just thought he's really unique and different, so I'm I'm dying to hear the new record. But I just haven't joined. I think I'm gonna have to join iTunes somehow or something. Hmm. Like somebody else is gonna have to get my uh, email and my credit card number. And, oh shit! Okay, <laughs> you know. So uh,
0: so tell me, is he Billy Ocean's son? Yeah, I think he is. Right? Seriously? No, of course I... not. <laughs> I was, well, like, hey, Browner, I was like Mark Brown. I was like, "There's no way." Now. I was I was thinking, "There's no way that I pull something out of my ass and it turns out to be true."
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't need his real now. Definitely, his real name is not Frank Ocean. He his real oh. name is something else. But, but so I don't know if he he's likes a, Billy Ocean and decided to take that name, or oh no, he I read a, online he took the name from Ocean's Eleven. He he oh. liked that
0: movie. He's a big now, whether fan. Whether
1: it was the new one or the old one, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Right, I was about to say, oh, he's a big Sinatra fan. But maybe so, or maybe. maybe
1: a big George Clooney fan. That could be because, <laughs> you know, all of all of us gay guys have a special place in our heart for George Clooney that we're just we're just like, yeah, he'll come around. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, not really. Wow,
0: uh, but I, I, I had no idea that uh, yes, uh, George Clooney was a a gay icon.
1: Come on, you know the ladies wet their panties over George Clooney. Why wouldn't the the gay guys? Do?
0: Oh, good point. Good point. All right. Yeah.
1: I mean, he is he is a handsome, suave motherfucker. So.
0: Indeed. <laughs> but Indeed.
1: anyway, <laughs> he is. I am. I'm looking forward to listening to the. Actually, there were like two Frank Ocean things. Like he did a, a uh-huh. a, a something they call a video album. You know, Beyonce did one, so now everybody's got to do one. Oh. Um, hmm where there was some sort of video to go with it, and I can't even remember what that was called now, and then he put out an album the next day called Blonde. Um, Um, So anyway. What's the
0: difference between a video album and just doing a whole bunch of music videos?
1: I don't know exactly. You know, I am not a Beyoncé fan, so when she put out her video album, I didn't really look into it. (laughs) Okay, Okay. Um, yeah. So I I do believe there was some kind of... 40 minute video with music that that is one of the the one of the things you can buy on iTunes or whatever. Hmm. Uh, and I wish I could remember what it's called. It's called something like everything or something like that. I can't remember now. Okay. Um, so I and I don't even think there was I was reading online that there was some music that he used that was from a couple other performers to uh, to bookend it at the beginning and the end, so I don't I don't know exactly what it is. Um, okay, uh, but then the album is the album, of course. Ah, uh, but it's and I even looked on uh, Amazon. You can't download it on Amazon yet. You can't buy a CD of it yet. Mm. Your only choice is iTunes, I guess. Okay,
0: so, so tell so me anyway. Is, is Frank Ocean from Austin? No. Oh. Uh. Well, lodger, I am sorry. We're going to have to cut all that out.
1: <laughs> I'm from Austin and I like Frank Ocean. That's good enough, goddammit. it. <laughs> okay. All right. You got well, me there. Then, well, then let's talk about what we the the bands we saw in Austin this week cuz oh, we that's saw right. a fucking great show this past weekend.
0: We absolutely did. We had did. a great time. Yeah and it was at a great venue which oh, is yeah. the spider house ballroom
1: i love the spider house
0: yeah me too there's, there's something and, unique and their about balls it room. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so for well the, you know for the listeners out there the spider house ballroom is at like 29th and Fruith street just right off of <laughs> uh, guadalupe uh, the drag and
1: that's and that's the Fruith. <laughs> <laughs> That is an old wow. reference that only people our age will get. <laughs> wow.
0: Thank you. What's what's the comedian's name who did that?
1: Lily Tomlin.
0: Lily Tomlin. Thank you, Lily Tomlin.
1: Yep. Yep. When she did Edith Ann. So anyway. Right.
0: Um, <laughs> We're dating yeah, ourselves spider, here.
1: I know, right? Yeah. Spider House is, uh, it, it, I guess it kind of, it, you know, it's been here as long as I've been here for the last 17, 18 years. Right. And it, it was like a coffee house.
0: Yes, and there's it was a converted old home that had like mm-hmm. a big yard, a patio, and uh, I guess that existed before the ballroom did, if I'm not yeah, I think so.
1: mistaken, yeah. So, because um, I uh, yeah, I don't know how long the ballroom's been there. Um, Me either. I remember, you know, a friend of mine a few years ago, and this has probably been eight or nine years ago, came yeah. to town, and she had a cousin who worked at Spider House. Okay. And we went and had a couple drinks there, and then he took us around and gave us a tour. So we like saw the kitchen and everything, which was kind of cool. And I. I feel like he took us over to the to the ballroom and I was like wow I didn't know this was here. Mhm. But there was it was like a Tuesday night or something there was no one there. Right. Um it was a, you know there wasn't open and running. Um so I don't know how long it's been there but it's a great venue to see live music.
0: It is. I mean certainly a lot better than their old patio stage that they had at the uh, the original building uh which was an outdoor stage and you know not not exactly a great place to hear live music. So it was yeah, having the ballroom there makes it wonderful. I mean, I like it. They they got a bar there and it's a good bar and uh the stage that they have in there is nice and uh, plenty of room for p- people to stand. And if you want to sit, you can sit also cuz they have, you know, the the booths around the perimeter of the uh mm-hmm. the floor there so. Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm. And we saw And they have the black and white yeah. They have the black and white camera on the stage, so you can time trip, and it's oh, yeah. you can. It, sometimes it feels like you're in the 80s, right? Which the, is cool.
0: That's right. In the bar area, they have the uh, what's going on on stage projected in black and white on the wall, and so uh, it almost you almost feel like that you're watching um, some old video from uh, the Armadillo World Headquarters or something when you're first (laughs) looking at it.
1: Liberty Lunch or something, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was was a cool little, you can pretend you're in 1982 and in Austin at some little bar. Exactly. Exactly. That was
0: cool. So, and who we saw there is probably the most important thing we need to be talking about, and uh, that was Pataphysics, which is... Oh, uh, I
1: love Pataphysics.
0: Yeah, me too. And mannequin again, who we saw when we went and saw Jibber and Twitch uh, a couple of months back. And
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: I guess the he- uh, and then the headliner was Big Bill,
1: Big Bill, Big Bill, <laughs> Big Bill. I'll tell you right now, mm-hmm. we hadn't seen Pataphysics for a long time. Uh, it's been over a year, I think, since we've seen Pataphysics play. Yeah, and and I think. I think they haven't played much lately, and they're starting to play a lot more again, which is great because they're just one of my favorite bands to see live. They're Absolutely. so much fun, mm-hmm. so interesting. You know, they're they're, they're fronted by our friend um, uh, Patrick Healy, who who also fronts Jibber and Twitch, and yes. as. Uh, been in a lot of bands here in Austin over the years, uh, Zom Zoms and Oblong Boys, and yep. he's in Telephone Company. And I know I'm forgetting a couple others. <laughs> he just does a lot, man. Right, and we've talked. Um, we've talked about uh,
0: Patrick Healy before and uh, Pataphysics, but
1: yeah, it was nice to uh, to see
0: them again. And uh, let's not forget, well, they, let's not forget uh, Matt Lockemett, the lead guitarist, excellent guitar player. Really enjoyed seeing him. Also, actually, I haven't seen him in a much longer time than you know we've seen yeah, patrick yeah we
1: haven't seen him yeah yeah we haven't seen him for a while yeah. i think wasn't chef is chef still drumming for them
0: yes according to like according yeah. to the listing uh on uh, uh, spider house's page yeah he was he was the drummer that night
1: that's what I thought. I was thought Chef, uh, chef was there, and then they oh. have a new keyboard player, and he seems really young. He's got and he's got some really cool. You can milk his hair if you want to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I think his name is Patrick. Also,
1: ah, Patrick. Yes. Also, what a great name. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then their their
0: their bass player is a guy named Kevin. I do not know his last name.
1: Yeah, I don't even, I don't even remember. I'm, you know, we had several drinks that night, and I had to write some notes down after we got home. I got home that night because, uh, because I didn't want to forget anything I wanted to talk about of their show. But wow. I don't even remember who played bass. That's bad. I'm a bad person. No, I actually um, had,
0: I actually had to go back and and yeah, look at uh, information off of uh, Spiderhouse's website. So just, to, ah, cool. just to jog my memory.
1: And uh, so. so so they played all for what was for us, and I think most of the audience all new songs. Oh, they definitely. have a new record. They mm-hmm. have a new record coming out soon, but we were kind of sworn to secrecy and can't really talk about the record. Uh, um <laughs> damn. But, it, but the the songs were great. Um, yes. We can't talk about a few of the songs. One of the songs was called. Uh, my favorite song was the last song they did. It's called. It was called the Future of Synth Rock, I believe. Right. Uh, Doesn't that sound right? That sounds right, uh, but uh, something close to that. Yeah, I, the future of synth rock, maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, which which was really good, and then they did a song that was about Chuck E. Cheese and hamburgers that was written <laughs> yes. by a fourteen year old. Pat oh, told yeah. us. Wow,
0: I'm glad. That, that I'm glad song. your memory is serving you because man, I well, I almost like forgot I, about I, that.
1: I wrote notes. Uh, I had okay. to write notes so I didn't forget. I'm because, gonna start doing um, that. Yeah yeah 14 year old boy named Braxton who wrote those notes some 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 place here in Austin where they they allow bands to get lyrics from younger people and Mm -hmm. then make songs out of them and then they do record they release records or something I don't Pat told us about it but yeah I'd had a few drinks by that point so I don't remember exactly (laughs) what the name of the place was or anything but it was a hell of a great song Mm -hmm. um and then this is the kind of thing that happens when you go see Pataphysics. Not only are they great and you see a lot of great bands that play with them, but like they did a song called Beige that they wrote the day before the show. And I'm like, "How how awesome is that to go see a band and see a song they just wrote?" <laughs> right. That was pretty cool. Yes. I thought that was cool.
0: It was cool.
1: So, so yeah. I'm excited that they're going to have a new record and then Pat gave us a copy of their record that came out Last year, on I think it's only on cassette and digital download, and it's called. Yes. Uh, my phone is dying. My phone's about mm-hmm. to die. My phone's about to die. Did you get? And we, did, I post- did you get the digital download? I remember Pat said that you could find it on WFMU. I think it was, and so right. I went there and found it. Oh, okay. I, you can download it from there, and I posted a link to our Facebook page of that as well. Oh, good. So. Um, did you yeah, have a chance so to go-
0: listen to any of it?
1: I did and I loved it. It was awesome. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. it, it's like tw- it's like 23 songs and uh, about half of them are about 15 seconds long each. Some hmm. of them are just cute little you know 20 second bebop yeah. Right. Um huh. But uh, it was just good good old fashioned pataphysics kind of music. Well, I was um, I was kind of so-
0: disappointed because you know he gave me gave us the cassette and so I brought the cassette home and I Popped it into my old technology tape player, and the tape player doesn't work. <laughs> so I was I was really pissed off. So oh well, I guess I'll have to get yeah. the di- the digital download as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a link on the, our Facebook page. just slippery slope. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have a. I don't have a. Because I actually do have a jam box somewhere. Right, but I haven't used it in years, so I don't even know if it still works.
0: Mm -hmm. I know that's what I was trying to play it on, and it wasn't working. Wow! So I was, uh, of course, I haven't probably used it in, I don't know how many years. So it just decided to die.
1: Well, that happens. Mm -hmm. I think the new record that they're working on that, and I don't even know exactly when it's coming out. It might even be next year, but um, I think that's going to be on vinyl. I think we can say that. And um, Yeah, that's probably um,
0: the extent of what we can say.
1: Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely going to there's definitely going to be a vinyl version. There may be other I'm I'm sure they'll have a digital download or something else as well. So
2: Well, I hope so. So I'm
1: I'm ex- um, anytime Pataphysics is and, you know, all the new music they played at the show uh that we saw was was just great, fun, their typical good old-fashioned party fun weirdness.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um,
1: the, yeah. That, that I love them for, so.
0: Yes, they're, we, uh, what do they call it, zonk music?
1: Is, okay, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like it's like Zolo plus punk is zonk. I don't even know what Zolo is, though.
1: I don't know what Zolo is either. Uh, I noticed, too, when we saw them, you know, Jibber and Twitch's other band is a Cardiac's cover, cover
0: band. band.
1: Yep. And I, you know, Indeed. I knew nothing about the Cardiacs before we. I did l- listen to a little of that music before we saw Jibber and Twitch a few weeks ago. Yes, and um, like I a... noticed wh- on the mm-hmm. on the new Pataphysics songs, you can hear the influence. I think of the Cardiacs. Oh. They're a little less poppy. They're mm-hmm. a little less poppy and a little more oddball. But maybe that's me.
0: No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe that's where uh, the zonk comes in.
1: Perhaps so, yeah. It's maybe, kind of, yeah.
0: Maybe Zolo is like zaniness. I don't know, zany, <laughs> zany, original, lethargic. Oh my god, Zolo. Ongoing, <laughs> ongoing.
1: <laughs> Zolo. <laughs> I have no, I have no clue. Z- Z- Zoo only live once. <laughs> oh, oh.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. I
1: don't know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they were fun They're always fun to see
0: Absolutely, I, I don't think No, if you have a bad time Going to a Pataphysics show Then you're doing something wrong That right. is that's, Some, it's, Yeah
1: Yeah. If you go see Pataphysics and you don't enjoy it That's you, motherfucker That's not Pataphysics <laughs> <Right? laughs> That's you Something's up with you that you yeah. need to go see someone professional that, I,
0: I would agree with that Mm-hmm
1: so. so then, uh, after Pataphysics Mannequin, and I'm telling you right now, we saw Mannequin before when they played with Jibber and Twitch at uh, the Grizzly Hall. Yes, we did. Um, and, and Mannequin is a band that has really only one original member who is p- probably a little older than us, if not our age, or a little older. Right, maybe um, a little older, yeah. Who put out a couple records here in the Austin area in the early 80s. And um, and then the rest of the band are younger guys. That's and, true. And I think I I yep. think I developed a crush on all four of the younger guys in the band <laughs> when we saw them yes. <laughs> at Spider House. So the because,
0: yeah um, yeah the only original guy left in the band is a guy by the name of Gary Davenport from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, luckily I I had a chance after the show to uh, just walk up to him and tell him that they, that it, I really liked. Uh, they're set and uh shook his hand got his name and uh that was about it. So, what? But that was where I finally found out what his name was because <laughs> when we saw them at Grizzly Hall, we kept calling him Mickey Dolenz because he kind of resembled Mickey Dolenz a little bit. And then we were a little sa- bit. And then we were saying Larry Storch, a young Larry Storch, <laughs> <When> but
1: <laughs> we saw him on at Spider House. Yeah, we were saying young Larry Storch, right? Which is yeah, but that, which, that, uh,
0: that, but I mean, don't get me wrong. That wasn't to belittle him. It's just we didn't have, we didn't know his name, so we just had right. to invent something. And I have a tendency well, to call somebody by who they look like. So that's that's well, where that I happened. do
1: too. You know. I always you know, my big my biggest crush in Mannequin is the guy who plays. uh, I think he plays bass and he looks like Bud Court's bastard son, I always say. And I mean (laughs) that. Yeah. I mean that you know, and I'm talking about the 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 attractive Bud Court from Harold and Maude days. Right. I mean, he's a, you know, I not he's to, a nice looking guy. I have a big crush on him, and I'm I i do not say that to be mean in any way. I think he's adorable. Right. Um, <laughs> if 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 you
0: thought he looked like a modern day Bud Court, I'd be and and you, liked, and you were and you're attracted to him, I'd be a little yeah. worried.
1: Yeah, I'd be like, what? The- what? What? What is happening with you, Lodger? But um, <laughs> right. They also had a guitar player who was adorable, and he looked kind of like um, Keith Strickland from the not Keith Strickland, um, Fred Schneider from the B-52s, bastard son. Oh. Um, uh yeah. the one who had the broken string during the show. <laughs> yeah,
0: oh, yeah, they had to stop and and restring there. But uh, hey, whatever. Yeah, I
1: That's thought he fine. was kind of cute. And Mm. and they just you know, I think because we saw them once and and the first time we saw them, I liked them. But I wasn't I wasn't like, oh, this is great. Or, you know, then we saw them the second time. And I think because maybe my expectations were, oh, yeah, I've seen them and they're okay they blew me away at Spider House. I thought they were fucking great. I loved every song I, I would just I totally got into Mannequin during that show and I can't wait to see them again. I thought they were awesome.
0: I did I, I I have the same opinion you do. I think it's it's something about familiarity. When you see a band sometimes for the first time, you're you know, you're you're still skeptical, especially when you when somebody you know is also on the bill and you're there to support them, you kind of don't pay as much tribute to the other bands that happen to be performing that night, but now that we've seen Mannequin for the second time, they're kind of part of you know our life experience, and so you know you get an affinity towards them.
1: I think so too, yeah i I just loved you know the songs are very eighties that they do that they do well that's, and I just that's because, because
0: most of them that's are when ri- the music came out, right, that's when it was written, but a lot of it wasn't released till recent years, if I'm not mistaken
1: well i'm not sure about that i don't know yeah. I, that was the other thing that that um the lead singer gary davenport said on stage that night was that one of the younger guys in the band i think he said his name was jason and i couldn't tell if that was the keyboard player or the bass player that i have a crush on i have a crush on the keyboard player now yeah. too but I anyway <laughs> um I, you know he he said he bought the record for 99 cents at cheapo which had to be and he said around 2007 i think he said and then uh, this jason Person contacted Gary Davenport, and they start. I think they started playing the songs together, maybe just uh, for fun. You're talking you know? about? I'm not sure.
0: Okay, I think you're talking about Jason Cronus. I think his name is. I have no idea. Okay, well, just I, I'm just reading this here off of uh, Carpe Diem website here. Uh, mm. And is, uh, he the, the diff- okay, is he the the Okay, is the besides Gary Davenport? He- Jason Jason Cronus, Sam. Sayer Vandalinder. Paul D. Miller, who's with Slugbug also. Uh Adam Jones.
1: Is Bud Quartz's bastard son in Slugbug? That sounds familiar now. Uh, yeah. No. I, no. no? Oh, I can't I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, We've seen Slugbug play with Panaphysics too, and I don't remember Right. Who that was? It doesn't say what instrument anyone plays, huh?
0: No, it doesn't. All all, hmm. it, all it all it shows is the different bands that each member has played with before.
1: Interesting. That's yeah. really interesting. Uh-huh. I yeah. I I just you know listening to them play, it's kind of like being in a bar in the '80s, hearing <laughs> some local band play that you start having a. Uh, an affinity for that you start you know you see them two or three times and you're like fuck i love mannequin i don't know i (laughs) it it had it just had everything i wanted you know some of the songs are slow and they are so it being being a little familiar with them helps you like them a little more you know because exactly physics everything tends to be kind of fast and bouncy and poppy and dancey and it's really easy to even if you haven't heard the song before to just kind of bounce along with it Mm -hmm. but mannequin and some familiarity with the songs just makes you like it. And a couple of the songs right. are really fucking pretty, too. There's yes. a couple songs where they do a like a long instrumental break at the end where uh-huh. if you just kind of close your eyes and get into it, it's really some lovely music. So I, I, I cannot wait to see them again. I, right. Anytime they play, I'm in. Um, they, they're just great and, and a really interesting band. I would agree. Definitely unique. Too, yeah, something what, different than you get most places.
0: What would you say they were? Like synth punk, or post-punk yeah, or yeah, po-
1: po- almost pre-industrial, pre-gothic. I you know, I don't I don't even know what you would call that because it really yeah. the 80s were uh, there were, you know, they didn't call it industrial in the 80s, you know. It was almost True. I don't even know what we called music like that. Um yeah, cuz it's yeah. kind of synth it's it's almost synth pop, but it's not dancy synth pop. It's yeah. it's more like synth synth rock. Right. You know, well, back well, in back in the eighties, it would have been called prog rock, probably. Uh, is, oh, that's is,
0: true. I mean, there's definitely uh, some prog rock influences there. there there's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Right. But, but uh, then
1: there's also you know there's a couple songs that are dancy. The last song they always do, which is. Remnants of the Modern Age, which is right. my favorite. I think that is, was is is pretty.
0: That was their big hit. Uh,
1: it's it's pretty much a new wave song. I mean, that is pretty much a new wave song with just a hint of of industrial or or prog rock in there. But it's it's dancey and fun. Right. Um. Anyway, I love them. I can't wait. No, and now yeah. it's like, yeah, I really. Uh, if I, I wish they would, and I don't think they have, maybe they have, and I don't know it, but it would be great if you could buy their CDs. I think you can still get the vinyl. They still have vinyl copies of it, but.
0: Ah, okay. Well,
1: maybe there's a digital, maybe if you buy the vinyl, there's a digital download. I don't know. I'm yeah. gonna, we'll have to ask next time we see them. You know, cause what, I would love to have the record.
0: Right. What's that, uh, website that you can download, uh, kind of, uh. Lower budget bands. Um, God, what is I that website know. called? Oh shit! Okay. Well, never mind. I'll I'll insert it here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll look it up and insert it right here. Bandcamp. It's called Bandcamp. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, Vanessa. La
1: <laughs> yes, ex- exactly. Yes, do, do. that's an inside joke that only we get. But
0: right. Well. <laughs> I think they can, they can find that joke on uh, our website if they get, look at the uh, Loop TV archive video uh, the epi- episode. 100th episode. Right. 100th episode has the Vaneltha joke. But <laughs> you'll just have to go to the website, which is <laughs> uh, so. LTVpod.com.
1: So. Yeah. <laughs> oh You can watch Loop TV's 100th episode, and there's a link to some pictures on our Facebook page and some other stuff there, too.
0: Right. I I think uh I need to work on getting some more content on the uh website as far as some more uh episodes of Loop TV might be interesting and fun for oh, yeah. our listeners yeah. to uh watch us uh back in the day.
1: Yeah, back when we had a cable access show here in Austin. Well,
0: oh yeah, that's right. Called Loop TV. If Lube you didn't TV. If, if you didn't already know, if you haven't listened to uh, episodes 1, 2 and 3 of our podcast, so um Yeah. Oh. This is
1: kind of Loop TV Mach Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> uh,
0: yes, yes. Uh, it's kind of I'm a, not doing
1: ca- a podcast in front of a <laughs> festival crowd. <laughs> this is this is kind of
0: a jazz jazz fusion form of Loop <laughs> TV. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it
1: is. Yes, uh, it is. Okay. Oh.
0: so uh oh, getting back to mannequin. I did a, a little mm-hmm. bit of research, and I found out that uh, mannequin kind of morphed into a different band in the early '80s called oh. Himmel H I M M E L, which is the German word for heaven. And oh, uh, of course, they were definitely in Himmel exactly, and they were completely different from. What mannequin was? They were they were like a synthesizer heavy uh, with some percussion and some ethereal voice. It was like synth ambient. It was it was very much ambient hmm. ambient style music. So that was quite a interesting interesting morphing that uh, mannequin did back in the early eighties. So to the band Himmel. Hmm. So, just thought I'd throw hmm. that in where, there. Did so, you,
1: um, were you able to find something somewhere where you could hear Himmel's songs? I did. I Yeah, they're on YouTube. You can find Himmel. Oh, I'm going to have to look for that. Okay, cool. Yeah,
0: you should. You should. It's uh, it's worth a listen. Hmm. I think there's just maybe one or two songs on there, but yeah, they're definitely ambient.
1: Interesting. With I did tw- not know that.
0: Ambient with a twist. With a su- twist. I'm not sure hmm. what the twist was, but... Uh, yeah, so <laughs> that, w- that was an interesting discovery today. So yeah, that's we're- kind of cool. Hmm.
2: Huh.
0: So and then
1: and then it was Big Bill. It was Big Bill. What did What did you think of Big Bill? I'm gonna tell you something that I thought about Big Bill. By the okay. time Big Bill came on, you you were pretty g- feeling pretty good.
0: Oh, I was. I was. <laughs> I was. I was feeling great. You were having a good time. And uh, yeah, Big Bill was definitely not what I was necessarily expecting. But uh, that's a good mm-hmm. thing. That's a good thing because they were surprising in many different
1: ways. Well, I liked them, but I felt like they were having an off night for some reason. I felt like it just wasn't coming together the way they wanted it to for some reason. I don't know why. You mean like I, I just
0: the energy was low or, or what? what? What do you uh, think?
1: Or Not necessarily. Well, not necessarily low, but just not – things just weren't jiving the way – I I feel like if you saw them again, they'd be way better than what we saw while they were there. And by by no means was it bad. I just felt like maybe the lead singer was having a bad night and really didn't wasn't just couldn't make it all come together. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's maybe that's just their thing. But well, but I just I li- I liked them a lot. I really did. But uh, yeah. I just thought I I felt like you know what? I bet this band has played way better shows, and that if you catch them on a good night. Uh, they'll blow your mind. All right, cuz the description of them
0: in the the thing here says one of Austin's favorite live bands, Big Bill, mixes the creeped out angst of Violent Femmes with the quirky soul of Talking Heads and plays it a lot hmm. faster than it should probably be played. It's <laughs> the description they
1: had. So, I don't know. The, to me, they reminded me a lot of um a band called Hunks and His Punks. Um they just have that kind of garage sound, that 60s psych garage sound. I don't know. Hmm. I, I, like I said, I like them. Uh, yes. you know, there's certainly any band that has a drummer that's bigger than me, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's a big uh, guy. And and, uh, and a, a, a guitar player that was basically a guy in a dress, he wasn't really... Trying to dress like a girl, he was just a guy in a dress, basically. True. Um,
0: he he did have long. Um, he did have beautiful long hair, though.
1: He did. He did. But he he wasn't wearing a lot of makeup or or trying to pretend he was a girl. He was just a that that Kurt Cobain guy in a dress kind of feel. Mm. Um. So yeah, anytime you know maybe. you have a you have or- a band with a guy in a dress, I'm like I'm in. <laughs> okay. I'm I want to see what yeah. that band's about. Right. Right. And then there. were, there was a guy who played bass uh, that looked like he could have uh, played for. Um, have, what was the name of that band? Level 42. He looked like the guy out of Level 42. You said he was that the guy that you said looked like the guy from Slacker, or was that a different guy?
0: Uh oh yeah 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 yeah. He was the guy from the uh, the Ultimate Losers in uh, Slacker. You know, in he's Slacker. He, kind of a, a balding I- guy who has a conversation with the uh, Madonna Pap smear girl
1: right and in <laughs> Linklater slacker but i think that guy right. was too young to have been in slacker oh yeah so he was i yeah. mean he wasn't he wasn't 19 but he was you know probably 30 maybe
0: right which uh, which makes him a lot younger than the guy who was in slacker right yeah uh huh but I think that guy wasn't that guy in Poi Dog Pondering, the guy in Slacker.
1: Oh, that rings a bell. That's quite possibly true. Yeah, so Yeah.
0: <laughs> it wasn't the same oh guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's you know, it's always fun when you're like, Oh yeah, it's the it's the, the fat drummer. That's rude, <laughs> I know. But he's the big guy, the the super big guy dr- I love oh. drummers who are big like that because you know drummers use a lot of energy and a sure. lot of drummers are super skinny because they drum all the time mm-hmm. and and they're They're just constantly they've got high metabolism and they're skinny as fuck Uh, anytime you see a drummer that's a big guy it's like you know you always you're like dude i don't think i could be a drummer it takes a lot of fucking energy and he certainly they are certainly a dance band with with high energy songs oh yeah and he (laughs) fucking drummed his ass off and was fantastic yes a great drummer um and uh Kept, you know, didn't sometimes I've seen a couple drummers that were big guys. And it's like, yeah, this guy's going to die before the set is over. <laughs> but he just he fucking just rocked it. He was great. Right. And, and and musically, I liked them. I just I just I, I would like to see them again because I, I think any other night you see them, you'll see a better show than the one we saw. And the one we saw wasn't bad. It just wasn't it wasn't mind-blowingly great. Like I I know they can be.
0: OK, well, I think. Yeah, since this was the first time that we've seen Big Bill, I'll bet you the next time we see them, they will they will have worked their way into our hearts by then, kind of like the way Mannequin did. And so Probably so. It'll be the same situation. <laughs> it'll be like, ah, oh, I really like this band.
1: I like Big Bill. They're I, awesome. So
0: I like that.
1: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was fun, man. We had a really good time at... And- at um, Spider House.
0: My name's Paul.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that was random. <laughs>
0: okay, isn't that from uh, Blue Velvet?
1: <laughs> it is, but why did you say it? Jack Nance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, for some reason, ah. when we
0: said, I like that, for some reason it triggered jack nance uh, in my mind for some reason i'm not sure uh, why
1: well you know is that where that came from is that where john christensen got that because john christensen of course said is the person who said i like that
0: right and i think he got that me i think he got it from jack nance said that in david lynch's lost highway
1: oh speaking of david lynch and and uh and jack nance and blue velvet right uh uh you know twin peaks is gonna be be coming out soon can't wait for that oh yeah can't wait to but see But in the meantime uh-huh let's talk about these other shows that are on now okay right <laughs> that was that was my that was my segue pretty good right that was
0: that was not a bad segue <laughs> that that'll do for a free sh- free show <laughs> <laughs> okay cool yeah <laughs>
2: i think it's oh, wow. I, th-
0: I think it's
1: wonderful well, well, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I worked really hard to get there, but yes, I had to go through a path and 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 cut down some brush and fucking. Well, <laughs> I think I was the one who. Some...
0: I threw the brush down, <laughs> so it's my fault.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Anyway, let's talk about the one show that you and I watch to uh, not together, but at the same time, or whatever you want to say.
0: We both have to, happen to be viewers before. of this. Yes,
1: right. Yes, there's a couple other shows I want to talk about tonight, but because uh, uh, we're getting close to the fall season, there's I love TV. I'm just a TV junkie, so I'm going to be talking a lot about some of the new shows that come out. Um, sure. But one one show that Mark and I watch uh, uh, religiously is The Walking Dead, and of course it's offshoot Fear the Walking Dead. Right. Which and, um, so
0: took a while to warm up to that show, but once yeah yeah. yeah it it took about three episodes to, to warm up to for me to warm up to that show but uh me too. now i'm i'm in i'm in it's it's they've gone in interesting directions and so I'm a fan
1: yeah it's funny because you know they had the new the i guess it was the second season. Premiere was this past weekend. Yes. I don't, I don't, I can't keep up with how they do their seasons, but, <laughs> but I know. I, I wrote about, you know, I was thinking about that episode and uh, everything I was thinking about it was really negative. And I'm like, I love this show. How come I got a shit on everything I like? <laughs> I, I like The Walking Dead, but I consistently down it. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I, I think we were talking in a previous episode, you know, the character of Negan in The Walking Dead is just something that really pisses me off and that I fucking hate and the guy who plays him I hate he just does a horrible job of it. Oh yeah, we were talking about how it should have been uh, uh, Henry Ro- Her- Henry Rollins that would have been something but, huh? um, hmm. that would have been great yeah but um so like Fear the Walking Dead, they had the the season premiere and it was all based around the character Nick, who is the the son who is a junkie yeah uh, supposedly. Who likes um, who likes to rub
0: blood and guts all over his body?
1: Well, yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> but um, like from the from the first episode of the show, I was like, this guy does has never met a junkie, has never hung out with a junkie. This actor knows nothing about what a junkie is. The person who wrote this character knows has never met a junkie, does not know a junkie, does not know anything about what a junkie is. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I I really love the show. That's probably one of my least favorite characters. And the guy who plays him is really cute, but I'm just like, oh, Nick, I can't stand that character. It's so poorly written and poorly acted.
0: One good thing that came out of this season's premiere, though, was we got a little more of his backstory as to how he became a junkie. So, to sp- I mean, yeah, he, he lo- he, how he became his father w- one day while he's in detention, his mother walks in and says, hey, your father's
1: dead. <laughs> like- so, yeah, we had flashbacks to how he became the least convincing junkie and heterosexual in TV history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and don't forget
0: a wearer of old man clothes.
1: Oh yeah, he loves the old man clothes. <laughs> <He> was... <laughs> just... Oh my God, it's just the worst, uh, the worst outfit ever. He liked God. to wear
0: an old man's slicker. I don't know. It went... <laughs> <laughs> okay, it it wasn't yeah. a it wasn't a slicker. It was uh, like a nineteen sixty three jacket with a plaid liner.
1: Like a. Like a jacket. Yeah, it's just a a, (laughs) a regular old jacket. I don't even know if there's a name for a jacket like that other than jacket. But, um, you know, it was a whole episode with just his character. And, you know, I don't even know why he's why why did he leave the rest of the group? I, I, I kind of lost track of what was going on. And it's like, wait a minute. Why is he out wandering the zombie wasteland by himself? Why is he not with his mom? That's, Talk about someone who needs their mom. Yeah, no shit. I, I I have no idea.
0: I don't know. Maybe because he, as a junkie, already kind of felt like the Walking Dead, so to speak, and he just kind of identifies more with the undead than he does with the living. I I I guess so. I figured well, it and out that's, yet.
1: that's kind of what they're trying to say. I think is that you know when he was a junkie, he wasn't really a lot You know, he was. He was in his own mind, and uh, and he was uh, not part of society. And so now he has this affinity with the zombies because they're they're outsiders of society too, which is, you know, horseshit. Yeah. But anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I but, mean, um,
1: you, you can't even call
0: them human at this point, really. If if the only part of your brain that's working is the reptilian portion, I don't think you can really consider yourself human anymore. You're just uh, – you're just uh, a reacting uh, organism. You're, you, you, once, right. once, your, once your frontal lobe stops working, you're not human anymore. You've lost everything right. that uh, that could possibly make you human. So I don't, I don't know.
1: Right. And is is that what's supposed to be going on with him? Because like he eats the the dog meat after the zombies kill the dogs, and then he eats dog, raw dog meat, which is was. Right. I thought it was kind of cool when the dogs were chasing the the zombies. You know, we haven't really seen that before on the show. But yeah, it was, and, but it was gross too. It was really <laughs> fucking gross. But, it was it was but, gross,
0: and it was it was sort of comical at first. Well, until you know they got eaten. Then <laughs> it yeah, wasn't right, wasn't, yeah. wasn't too comical for those poor bastards. But uh, yeah, oh it wasn't well.
1: fun. And then and then the thing too, where he's walking with the zombies, and he fucking starts hearing their thoughts and i'm like <laughs> well oh, he eats a cactus he eats a cactus was the cactus supposed to be full of hallucinogens and then he could read mm, zombie thoughts what no the
0: fuck? <laughs> no he was he was just uh being becoming dehydrated and of course you 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 know your your mind will start playing tricks on you when you're dehydrated and uh, he oh, was yeah plus yeah. he was seeing the faces of people from his past Amongst the zombies, so obviously it was, it was complete uh, visual and auditory hallucinations that he was going through. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: I didn't get that. I didn't get that they were people from his past. Right. like his, I didn't d- snap to that.
0: Yeah, his dead girlfriend was one of the, the people that was talking to him. She said – Oh, and, and okay. She, and she said to him, Yeah. No, I don't.
2: <laughs> I I couldn't well, tell whatever...
1: you. I couldn't tell you what the hell she said.
0: <laughs> See,
1: whatever she said, he apparently understood. It yes. was basically walk, walk with me, talk with me. Yes, we're the same. Follow the herd. <laughs> I don't know. And then
0: then she started well, singing. I don't want to walk around with you. I don't... <laughs> no, that I that don't didn't happen. Walk
1: around with you. That didn't happen. the zombies do. But yeah, uh, a, there's
0: a lot of the zombies that kind of look like Joey Ramone but uh that's you know <laughs> that's neither neither here nor there
1: they're always the ones that get decapitated because they're always wearing a fake head on top of their real head that gets cut off.
0: So. Oh, because when they're
1: as tall as Joey Ramone, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when oh, you see the when you see the eight good. foot zombie. It's like, oh yeah, Michonne's gonna get her blade out and chop that guy's head off because he's eight foot fucking tall. It's obviously a guy wearing a fake uh, head on top of his head. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes, yeah.
0: Gotta <laughs> play spot. Spot the future de <laughs>
1: right, <laughs> oh yeah,
0: it's that tall guy there
1: it, he's he's doomed as doom could be that tall zombie, sure he's, But I, he's what the, I, you'd
0: call I, a ri- re- a red shirt zombie,
1: he's the red shirt zombie, yeah, <laughs> right. the tall zombie mm-hmm. but i i w you know I thought that when I was watching it, I thought, oh. He's supposed to have eaten this cactus, and of course it makes it th- him throw up. And I'm like, oh, is it supposed to be like a psychosyllaben no. or however, whatever that word those, is? Those are just
0: but, yeah. Those are just nopales. They're just the standard, you know, uh, uh, f- flat cactus. Cactus. And yeah. yeah.
1: Well, did you watch? Uh, did you watch The Talking Dead afterwards? Uh. You know, yes. The,
0: the... Yes, I did. I did. And the
1: the guy who the guy who was the writer, director of or not maybe not Director, but the writer producer of the show was talking about was, how no the show Yeah. just the show, yeah, yeah. was supposed to show how he was just, you know, he ate the cactus because people do that when they're completely dehydrated and need. Liquid, mm-hmm. and all it does is really make you throw up and makes it worse on you. Um, right. so I was like, oh, so he wasn't supposed to be tripping balls, talking to talking and walking with a group of zombies. <laughs> He's just supposed to be actually, a dumbass who ate a cactus. okay,
0: right. you could you can eat the juice out of those, but the problem was he actually swallowed the uh, the pulp also. What he should have done is just take the pulp in his mouth, chew it up to get the liquid out, and then spit it out. See, ah, I learned that from Survivor Man. Oh, Les Stroud, Survivor Man.
1: He'll teach you how to live like a zombie.
0: Yes, he'll teach. <laughs> he'll teach you how to survive in the desert. But uh, we then- we digress.
1: I was super pissed at Talking Dead because Chris because it was pre-recorded. Yeah. Because Chris Hardwick got married. Right. And I'm like, come on, Hardwick. I I like Chris Hardwick kinda, but sometimes I think he's a real douchebag. Um, I was <laughs> I, like, come on, I, I come I on, think- Hardwick. Can someone else host one show for one fucking weekend? Yeah. You gotta pre-record it. Someone else. You know, there's that that girl who was used to be on Community. I can't remember her name now. Nicole brown
0: Yeah yeah. Uh, who she, she's a super like super fan. Right, she's a Walking Dead super fan. She would be a great Shh. stand-in She'd host, right? Be a perfect
1: toast. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Hardwick, you got to do everything. You can't let somebody else have a shot. You right. fucking narcissistic piece of shit. <laughs> <He's>,
0: <laughs> I mean, he may seem friendly, but I'm sure he's an amazing control freak.
1: <laughs> oh, I think he is too. I think he is too. I I, but, I you, you know, know, I he's one of those guys who who got very famous, very fast after he'd been in the business for many years. Right. And I think he's afraid of losing that now that he's got it.
0: What well, was he a stand-up comedian? And then he did like some uh, uh, game shows on MTV, I think. And yeah, but then... he
1: hosted a couple of game shows mm-hmm. in the 80s. And, and yeah, like in the 90s, I think he just did stand-up. He really didn't. And maybe even for... For like fifteen, sixteen years until the late two thousand and mm-hmm. the odd years, yeah, um, you know.
0: And then he started getting involved so, in the, you mean, know the the chat shows about shows. I think he didn't he used to do a a show that was kind oh, of a a chat show about Doctor Who. I'm I'm not sure if that's true or not, but uh,
1: oh really? Not
0: that I've 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 seen it, well, but like a fan show hmm, or something. I
1: don't know. I don't know how because I'll tell you this. One thing for sure is, you know, they've done these fan shows for other shows. They've done them for um, uh, the uh, Bates Motel. They've done them for Mr. Robot. They yeah. all suck. Hardwick is the only oh. one who can host one and make it interesting. Oh, I agree um, with
0: that, man. I saw the one for, uh, yeah, for Bates Motel. It was horrible.
1: Horrible. Horrible. Yeah, it was
0: horrible. Just, and and yeah. also, uh, the, um, what's it called? Uh, Orphan Black after show for that horrible horrible
1: yeah no one can host one like like um hardwick i'll give him that he's he's amazing he really you know he really does a great job on talking dead he does Uh, and i always enjoy i always enjoy i watch the show that show just as much as you know i like watching it just as much as the show i like the Mm -hmm. after show um but yeah but sometimes i'm like damn dude you, really you had to pre-record because then i was pissed because yeah. like so everyone who's on the show got to see the show two or three days before we did that's not fair
0: well that's true yeah that's a very good point i was
1: kind of pissed but, about um, that too all
0: right I'm, I'm gonna get you to admit it though i think you're also subconsciously mad because he got married
1: well maybe yeah took, <laughs> took away, he
0: took away your fantasy of him
1: <laughs> He's a little too old for me now but oh well yeah. yeah. I did definitely have a big crush on him when he hosted the shows in the 80s when and I I can't remember what that show he hosted singled out maybe was that what it was called?
0: Was it um, a, a whatever like show, a, he,
1: a dating show or something? It was kind of like a dating show, yeah. And oh. I think he host, hosted some other things too. I remember in the 80s and he used to have kind of kind of like pixieish hair. Uh, I thought he was really cute. Doesn't he still um, have pixieish hair? <laughs> well, he's a little more. He's more because Seacrest hair now. I think. Oh, I mean, okay. he's got to be. He's got to be in his forties and probably yes. mid to late forties, um, and he looks fantastic. So. Yeah, you know, he's kind of like Seacrest. He looks really good for his age. Um, uh, and Se- Seacrest, you know,
0: Seacrest looks good for a piece of jerky. Yes. His... <laughs> oh, Seacrest
1: looks pretty good for a guy no, who's yeah. gotta be forty something. No, he's like um, he's
0: like sixty two.
1: Is he? Ryan Seacrest is sixty two. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. He looks yes.
0: amazing. He 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 stole Dick Clark's soul because <laughs> you know dick clark used to be the world's oldest teenager if you yes. recall that was his uh and he looked
1: moniker dick clark looked like he was in his 40s or even 30s until he was 70 and almost 80 and then right and then boom it just took a toll on him man yeah and then his you mi- know then his, that,
0: his mind went and yeah it was it's, sad
1: it's uh it's that picture Picture a Dorian Gray thing, man. Eventually, the picture wins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know what are you gonna do? Unless unless but you're anyway, on I,
0: unless you're on Penny Dreadful, if you yeah, don't watch that. Show. Oh, you don't. Okay, well, all right. Well, that we should save that for another show, or maybe get you to binge watch uh, Penny Dreadful,
1: <laughs> and then we'll yeah, talk about I've heard it. Heard people talk about it, and it looked interesting. um Yeah, I don't know if you can. Uh, I eventually one day I will break down and get Netflix, but I don't know when that will be. I right. can't keep up with all the stuff I watch now, so it's hard.
0: No, but. I know. There's there's too many good shows on, and it's impossible to keep up with. Chris Hardwick is 44 years old.
1: Yeah, he looks – I mean, he he looks 30 – he doesn't even really look 35. I mean, if you, if someone said he's 35, you might go, eh, okay, I can see that, but and, if someone told you he was – 30 you would believe it he looks young
0: and if and if he sh- and if he sh- if he shaved uh he he would he would look 28
1: he would maybe yeah. that's why he has that scruff
0: right he's like it's damn all about it about that I'm, scruff i'm tired of people not taking taking me seriously but uh, anyway <laughs> yes oh yeah you're right he so, he hosted Singled Out in 1995 on MTV yeah. okay
1: Oh, in '95. I thought it was in the '80s. It was actually in the '90s. Wow. Okay, that's cool. That was wow. uh, Yeah. Damn. So was I Twenty years from ago. Jeez. From prob- yeah. From probably about '98 to 2008, he probably just did stand up. Maybe he, maybe he did some other shows. He probably did. He do shows like I love the '80s and I love the '90s and all that stuff. He's probably been maybe.
0: on shows like that. And somehow he's he's popular in. Uh, in England, So I wonder if he went over there and did a bunch of stuff also, maybe like in the early, hmm. early 2000s or something.
1: Maybe so. I don't know. I'd have to. We'll have to, we'll have to Wikipedia him or yeah, I'll have uh, to, IMDB
0: him. Yeah, I'm kind of doing that, uh, but I don't want to put a damper on things, but oh, so, well, Bronner, I, can, ha- I can edit out any bullshit, so it's okay.
1: Well, then there'd be no show.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right he also does talking preacher i forgot about that do you do you watch right. preacher have no. you been have you been watching? it's really getting good now uh but. i
1: watch you know it was one of those ones that didn't really appeal to me and i gave it about 20 minutes and i was like nope i'm done right oh yeah i can be kind of picky
0: and he also did talking saul did you ever watch better call saul
1: no i i okay. you know i for some reason i never what's the other show was it where did better call saul come from
0: breaking bad it's like a breaking bad it's a prequel to breaking bad
1: yeah and i never watched breaking bad it just breaking bad is another one i watched the first episode and i'm like i don't get it what's the big deal (laughs) i (laughs) know people love
0: that show which one breaking bad or better call saul
1: Breaking Bad. Oh. And that's why I don't watch Better Call Saul, because I never got into Breaking Bad, and I, I I think I watched a few minutes of Better Call Saul when it started and was like, yeah, I don't see anything that looks interesting to me. I'm picky sometimes. Actually, is-
0: I I really think that you would like Better Call Saul. Even if you never watched Breaking Bad, it doesn't matter. You, you'll miss a few Easter eggs, but other than that, it's a show that stands on its own. You don't even have to know anything, because... But, you know, it is a prequel to Breaking Bad. So, actually, right. what what you should do is watch all of Better Call Saul once it actually comes to a, a final season, which who knows how many years down the road that's going to be. And then binge watch uh, Breaking Bad after that or something.
1: <laughs>
0: but, uh, I just,
1: yeah. I shouldn't be so judgmental because, you know, one of my favorite shows on TV is Chrisley Knows Best. And anyone who watches Chrisley Knows Best cannot really judge anyone else on their TV viewing habits. You, you, you have zero
0: legs to stand on. When I, exactly.
1: You know, it's funny. I, they had the, you know, it's back, it's a new season, it was just on the other night, and I was talking to my nephew about it last night when we were hanging out, and he, and he said, uh, that's your Kardashians, and I'm like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Wow. It is my Kardashians. Yeah. I love that show so much. Really? I don't expect anyone else in the world to like it, what, but what it just, there's could, something about it that I love.
0: Okay, in, in in two minutes or less, tell me what the hell is Krizzly Knows Best why is he famous so,
1: so he's you know he's famous because well he 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 ran a real estate company in the south in atlanta i think and so he became a millionaire so he has money and the show is uh, as fake as fake can be the show is so fake uh, you know they set up all these things for things to happen right. and for him to get mad and for him to 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 go off and stuff it's it's as fake as fake could be uh-huh. i don't care i love it has he gone <laughs> I has he gone him. skydiving yet why wife? <laughs> He hasn't gone skydiving yet. He hasn't jumped a shark or anything. Of course, the (laughs) thing that that got me – the thing that started me was I was flipping through the channels one night, and the son, Chase Chrisley, was on the TV, and I'm like, who's that pretty boy? Uh, And (laughs) that's what started me watching the show. It's all clear now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then Todd Chrisley comes on, and I'm like, who is this – homosexual man <laughs> who apparently has a wife, you know, what the fuck is this show? Right. And I just I just got into it because it was so different. And and I don't know. I love them. I just love you know I was telling my mom the other day okay. there was an episode <laughs> there was an episode where they went into like a, a restaurant. They were kind of in the middle of nowhere so their car had broken down or something. And they went into this restaurant and they ordered some food and then as they're leaving They're just saying to the people who work at the restaurant, hey, thank you so much. We had a good time, or everything was great, or just Mm -hmm. the kind of thing that a nice person would say when they were in a a little small restaurant. And it wasn't fake at all. It wasn't them being phony or trying to pretend like they're nice. It was just them being themselves. And, you know, I just – I don't know. I think they're – I just love that (laughs) show.
0: Okay. (laughs) You're Uh, uh, –
1: I I, I do – my two minutes are up, Yeah, right? your two minutes are up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I just, I'm glad it's back on. I, I watch it religiously. I, it just is fun to me, and I enjoy it. And when I watch it, I can kind of understand why some people like the Kardashians, because if okay. that's your thing, then that's fine. Uh, I think the Kardashians are ridiculous and horrible, and I hate them. But, you know, <laughs> okay, uh, I watch Chris Lee knows best, so.
0: Right. Okay, Lodger. Who am I, it's, who am it's, I to judge? its <laughs> It's time to pet my monkey.
1: What is oh? Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, but uh, no. Okay, all right. I, I I get it then. All right, I understand why you like Crisly. Uh, then it is a, it's a guilty yeah, well, it's, it, it's a guilty pleasure. I mean, look,
1: it's my guilty pleasure.
0: Sierra watches Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and it's a guilty pleasure of hers. So what are you gonna do?
1: Right. Yeah. Everybody probably has one. Well, at least some, some sort of guilty. Pleasure. Right,
0: and sometimes while she's watching, I'll I'll, you know, just peek in and go, damn, look at that ass,
1: right? Because <laughs> <laughs> it does have that for for if you don't like the story or the or whatever, you can at least look at their tits and ass. It's
0: like hmm, you this, know, this show is uh, aphrodisiac. Come on, Sierra.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Come on, Sierra, let's go. But uh, <laughs> it's just like um. It's just like yeah, if Lee's episode isn't that is- interesting, Chase is usually on it, and it's like okay, well Chase is on it and he's cute, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's that. All right. But, but <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
0: Wow, crazy.
1: So, um, the other show I wanted to talk about that I didn't know they were gonna do another season of, but they are. Okay. Is a show called is a show called Gaycation, yes. which is mm-hmm. Ellen Page.
0: Right, I've I've heard about it and uh, I think I've seen excerpts of it, but I don't think I've seen an actual full episode of it. I do know that remember the time when Ellen Page was kind of grilling uh, Ted Cruz at one of his fundraising right. at one of his events. Mm-hmm. Was that Iowa aired there. was that yeah, was that actually aired on Gaycation?
1: It was they did uh, take that although okay. although there was video of that that went around and went to news stations and other places and on YouTube too as well yes they did do they did do a show where it was them talking about uh being gay in America and mm-hmm. that was part of it okay uh, her her altercation with him
0: right because I was I was, was wondering I was wondering how that whole situation even came about and now it all makes sense it was it was Almost kind of a, a planned event. It wasn't just some random thing that happened. It was ultimately right. she was there for the show.
1: show. Yeah. Yeah. She was there to film her show, but they were there not because he was there. They were there because it was the, the, um, It was the Iowa caucuses, I think, is what it was. I don't think it was the state fair. It was the Iowa caucuses. And so there's also a segment in that uh, episode when they're in Iowa where she talks to this band that's made up of a family uh, of, you know, it's it's like a family band that plays country, bluegrass, religious music or whatever. And she tried to talk to them, spent (laughs) some time talking to them, trying to figure out you know where their heads were and and stuff and and of course getting very frustrated with what they say because they're talking about well well if two men can get married then a guy could marry his dog and you know stupid fucking oh. shit like that
0: that um, old uh, false comparison right yeah
1: yeah that old chestnut but yeah. <laughs> um but it's it's on a channel called vice or Vice Land i can't mm. figure out it it was one now it's the other and i can't remember which is which okay um so, you know, I don't know if everybody around the country gets it with their cable. Um, okay. It's one of those channels that some people get, some people don't. If you could, if you could sum up what
0: uh, the thrust or the uh, thesis or the purpose of the show is in a few words, how would, what would you say? What, what, is, what is Ellen Page's goal in this show? Is she basically well, the, it, the lead in this – I don't know. Is it a documentary Uh, I'll leave it at that. You go ahead.
1: Well... So it's her and her friend. His name is Ian Daniel. I don't know what Ian Daniel has ever done. He's just a gay man. That's all. They really. The I've never seen them talk about what else he has done. He's her best friend. Okay. Uh, in real life, and he's a gay man. Right. And so him, him and her go places. And so, like in the first, in the first season, they went four places. They went to Japan. They went to uh, Brazil. They went. To, they did some time in America, and they also talked. To some native americans in that episode and they Mm. went jamaica was the other place they went so they go to places so they they go to places where gay people go to vacation but they also and and most of these places have like in japan there is a strong kind of gay culture uh, you know with all the there's there's women who really are into like gay manga type stuff and You know, you you would think Japan is very open about and accepting of gay people, but there is, but it's still backwards in a lot of ways. Do they have Um, law?
0: Do they have laws on the books that are still, you know, it's a crime to be gay, like some countries still have some backward countries.
1: Yes, although I think one of the things in the Japan episode—it's been a while since I saw it, so forgive me for not remembering. That's fine. Um, I think I think one of the places they were at in Japan ha- uh, legalized gay marriage at a certain point after they had done the show or something. Oh, okay. So it's been a while since I saw that episode, but uh, uh-huh. you know, like. Jamaica. Jamaica is a place that a a lot of gay people go on vacation. A lot of people, gay and straight, go on vacation there. But Jamaica is really uh, anti-gay, anti-LGBT. Right. And um, And I know for a fact
0: that there are laws on the books that uh, being gay is illegal, or at least mm – And
1: (laughs) and their religion tells them to kill people and gay people, and they they do. It's very unsafe for gay people there. Mm -hmm. Brazil is a very – you know, we just had the Olympics there, and it's a very. Uh, there are a lot of um, transgendered people in Brazil. There's a whole underground culture there, but at the same time, it's very hateful towards gays, and there's a lot of murders and and things like that there right. as well. So, so that's kind of what the show is about. She kind of goes places, and they show you the gay culture there. So they go to gay bars, they go to drag shows, they go to uh, anything gay people are doing mm-hmm. as a community. Yeah. and they show you the what it's like to be a gay person living in that country but then they show you all the things that are ne- the, you know the negative things that are happening in those countries to gay people oh wow so, so hmm. it, it's a it's a really interesting show because it it's it's very i mean it really exposes the way things are in some countries so yeah. what what made me bring it up was uh just just last night from when we're taping this uh vice uh, they've started a second season of gaycation and uh the first episode of this new season they went to orlando right after the pulse nightclub oh wow murders. Uh-huh. and so um she goes there. Her and Ian go there, and they talk to people uh, there, and they and they talk to some community leaders there. They talk to a politician there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, they don't talk to any haters there because it was probably hard to find haters in Orlando the the weekend after Pulse happened. Um, yeah. But it was mainly it was mainly a but you know they did talk about uh you know because there's so much involved with that with the pulse shootings the muslims and 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 how you know they talked about how um some of the politicians uh were were, were blaming it on muslims and and especially trump and um they talked about they talked about the latino community and then they had someone who was uh, an lgbt person who worked in the community who was also Latina, they used the term Latinx, which I have never heard before. Um, I don't know exactly. It must be some sort of term that is inclusive of Latino people and communities. But anyway, it was just a great episode because they went there. And one of the the things that that Ellen Page and Ian Daniel do in this show is they put a camera and a microphone on people who don't normally get – to talk to to a camera, to right. and and just let them say what they want. They don't seem to censor people. They really just mm-hmm. they they almost come at it from the the journalistic point of just tell me how you feel. You know, just just yeah. it, you've got a micro. Here's your microphone. Say what you want to say, and and they don't really censor people or try and guide them to say a certain thing or you know they just kind of want to go there and and explore what's going on I don't know it's done really well she's great uh-huh. they ask good questions they talk to interesting people who have interesting things to say who know what is going on Wow it's just a well done show it's it's I'm I'm so uh, I, I'm so psyched when I see it it's it's a great voice for the gay community uh, the LGBTQ Q plus community. And, um, I, I, I love, I love watching it. The one on Orlando that they just showed is an amazing episode. And it's been, you know, it's been almost two and a half months since that happened. Yeah. So things move on and we kind of forget about those things. Well, but this, this was a nicer, rem- not a nice reminder. I shouldn't say that. This was a good reminder that, you know, we haven't really solved anything yet. Well, from all of that. I think I think it's
0: probably a very educational show for anyone, whether you're gay, straight, or whatever. So uh sounds interesting. Right. I'm, I'm curious to 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 look into this show. Uh I don't know how many episodes have already aired but and if they do reruns and I don't know, or if maybe it, maybe it's on Netflix uh, or, or something, so who knows? Yeah, I don't
1: know if it is or not. But uh-huh. definitely, they yesterday they were running the new episode, and then they also were rerunning. In the first season, there was only four episodes. Uh-huh. So this this Orlando one, which starts the second season, is only the fifth episode. And right. on Vice, they were, they were showing several of the older episodes. Um, one thing that's cool about Vice is that they do rerun a lot of stuff several times, so you get a chance to see it, because they – you know they're a network that only has x amount of shows and they don't really show old shows they Mm. do show old movies sometimes or or older movies okay but they do have a a lot of of interesting new shows that are produced for the channel there's a show on there called Balls Deep, which is a great name for a show about this <laughs> guy who, who who goes and immerse, immerses himself in a particular culture for a couple of oh, weeks just okay. to experience it.
0: Okay. So, and he's a little, <laughs> right.
1: he's a little, yeah, he's balls deep in that culture. Right. He's a little scrawny, scrawny white guy uh-huh. who, who probably weighs a hundred pounds. But, but like in one episode, he spent two weeks like living in Alaska with native Alaskans, Ooh. Eskimos really. Nice. Um, and just li- lived like they did and, and, you know, talk to them about what it's like to live there. And, you know, when you're a native Alaskan living in Alaska, there are certain things you can hunt that the, that other, that white people cannot hunt, other people cannot hunt because right. it's part of your cultural heritage and, yes. and that stuff is allotted to your community. Um, yeah, it's, so it, you know, it's, it's, just, it's
0: called being great, great, great grandfathered in.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was, it was really interesting cause he went like, um, hunting for, uh, not, I don't think he went hunting for elk. Maybe it was elk they hunted and fishing uh, as well. Um, and then he did a he did an, an episode where he was, was with Muslim people during their high holy holiday, which right. I. Uh, Ramadan, I think is what yes. it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a great show. Cause this guy goes and lives with people and their culture and tr He tries very hard. Like when he did the thing with the Muslims during Ramadan, he tried to observe all the things that they observe. There's a time where they fast. There are times where they pray. And he did. He stayed with the family, and he did what they did for that full two weeks. He he wow. immersed himself completely in that culture and tried to live by th- those rules and ideals. And just, you know, a, a really interesting show.
0: Okay, um, well, it, it sounds like the uh, title is very appropriate, and uh, yeah, wow. I love I, the
1: title of that one.
0: I don't know how we slid into that slippery slope, but we went from uh, – Ellen Page to, to, uh, to ball, <laughs> yeah, Chrisley to, to balls deep guy. Ellen so balls deep,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Viceland is a really interesting or vice or Viceland, whatever they call it is a really interesting channel and they have some unique shows that are that, and so they have a few shows that I've seen a uh, little bits of that I've just like not interested in. Um, but there are several shows that they do that are really cool. They, they were running a promo for a new show called abandoned. I think it's a show. Mm. It may just be w- one, episode a Mm one-off about this guy who goes into like abandoned old malls that have been abandoned old uh theme parks that have been abandoned and kind of takes pictures and and stuff and that looked really interesting oh my god so it's an interesting channel there's
0: there's too much good content out there it's just like it, there is. there' are not enough not enough hours in the day to watch all of the the, the good television that's out there, and uh, I I don't know I don't even know if I can attempt it, but uh, yeah uh, yeah there's I, I'll, I definitely want to look into uh, some of those that you mentioned though, not Crisly.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just kills me because because a part of me is like, well, why wouldn't you want to? It's a great show. But I yeah do I know I know. <laughs> I do understand that it's not for everybody. Right. I, and and part of me laughs at it just because it's so stupid and fake and but there's right. part of me that really likes those people, I think, you know. Okay. I think Todd Crisley is is a really weird guy. I don't know what's going on with his sexuality, but he really does seem to love his wife. I okay. mean, and they have like five child three or four or five children together. They're yeah. obviously, you know, uh, uh, they're obviously producing babies um right uh, well it, but yeah you sit there and look at him and hear him talking you're like this is a gay guy but you know, he isn't
0: that's so funny that you say that because uh, sierra and i have a jeweler as a matter of fact we got the uh, our wedding bands from this jeweler and the, uh, it's a family-owned business and the guy who runs the place when you first talk to him you're like wow this is probably one of the gayest guys i've ever met and uh, <laughs> but then he introduces you to his wife and two or three kids and you're like oh okay well right. all yeah. right okay well, oh. well you know right. Right. You, you know how you know uh your, your your gaydar goes off you know on on full blast and then you realize right. no i guess not or i, I don't right. know what's going on yeah.
1: And, well, yeah, and, I, th- I think but you
0: anyway, know, none of my business anyway. So,
1: well, whatever. it's just like, you know, you know, I you know, we live at a time now where people are much more aware than they were 20 years ago, 30 years ago. But, you know, there were people back when we were kids who were shocked when they met someone who was a, a rugged type man who was a homosexual you right. know someone like rock hudson who many people of our parents age yeah could not fathom that rock hudson was a homosexual that was right. that was like mind boggling to them that a man so virile and masculine would be gay yeah. um and i think it's we have to remind ourselves that it's all stereotyping you know just because someone is effeminate appears to be you know appears to be effeminate and and g- gay acting doesn't mean anything you know Ooh. and especially in this day and age I know. where everyone does their own thing anyway and it's it's easy to judge and I know it's we make jokes and stuff and and certainly when you watch Chris Lee you're like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> but but you know it, it's one of those things like you're saying it's it's really none of our business for one thing and and True. you know as long as his wife is happy and they're happy together that's all that matters you know Well, exactly
0: um, I you know you know I was and, I was hesitant to even mention the, the our jeweler but uh, it just
1: it yeah it popped into my head when we were talking about Crisley and it, uh it th- it throws well. It, it for one thing it throws you. For another thing, we're all curious. There's a there's some people who are in the the LGBTQ community who who like if somebody's transgendered they you know the proper etiquette is to not ask some questions about it. That no. kind of pisses me off because the only way you learn is by asking questions. Well, and if, if that's If I was true. A, a trans, if I was a transgendered person, I would be. Personally, I would be more than willing to to talk to someone and explain, or just help you know answer their questions. You know, even if they got a little personal, that wouldn't bother me. People have asked me as a gay person some pretty uh, uh, personal questions, and it just doesn't bother me. You're you're okay. educating someone and helping them to understand. Um, but everybody's not like me. But well, but You know, we're we're all curious about those things and that's to me that's just natural. It's just you're when you're curious, you're trying to understand something. That's a good thing.
0: It's all about intent, I would think, you know. If you're if you're truly curious and just want to learn and grow, then that makes perfect sense. But if it's kind of an ambush question where you're really being judgmental, then you got a problem.
1: Well that's that is a little different. Yeah. Right. But um but yeah, there yeah, I know what you're saying and I agree with that. But th- there are some sometimes I get a little frustrated with the trans community because they will they get you'll see memes on Facebook and things that say, you know, don't don't ask questions, don't ask me this, don't ask me that. Or and to me that's a turnoff. It's like, you know, because we're, you know, it's just like sometimes you see a trans person and you can't tell if that's a a female uh, transitioning into a male or a male transitioning into a female, and you should be able to ask that person in a polite way uh, some things that help you figure that out. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not considered popular, pro- uh, it's not considered proper etiquette to really do that unless you become friends with that person and feel like you that they are comfortable with it. But
0: okay, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I see both sides. Mm -hmm. I I see both sides. I just think, you know, I I know as a gay man who, who for the most part hung out with straight people all my life and had straight friends and, and, you know, was pretty much an openly gay person that lived in the straight world. To me, I was always willing to discuss it and answer questions because that's a, that's a time to educate and, and open people's minds. Yeah. Okay. and, And, you know, and I've had people ask me some pretty darn personal questions about things, and it just never has bothered me. You know, I'm, you know, not everyone is me, so. Okay.
0: Well, like, again, as, you know, if if it's truly from a curiosity and wanting to know, uh, there's probably no problem. But, uh, like I said, if, yeah, if it's somebody who's just, you know, you know, just wants to shit on you or something, then, then yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Right.
1: right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely a part of it. And, and it's, it's also a, it's like a respect thing, I guess it's, it's a, you know, you want to make sure you're not making someone uncomfortable who doesn't want to talk about it, you know, and, and most people are smart enough to figure that out pretty quickly, but okay. Anyway. Okay, well, right. Anyway, I we, think we, we
0: really slid down a slope there. Boy, no kidding. We got into some we got into some serious issues, so wow. Well, I, I think we're kinda running along here, man. Um we might want well, to uh, wind this up unless you have something that's just really, really running around in your brain that you want to get out, or we can jump right into a oblique strategy.
1: Oh, let's well, let's do. It. I will just tell you my favorite Lou Reed quote because you said we got into some serious issues, <laughs> okay. and that was when L- Lou Reed said, "Give me an issue, I'll give you a tissue. You can wipe my ass with it." <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 uh, but okay, let's do an oblique strategy. How, how
0: very appropriate. Okay. Yes. So just <laughs> just remember, an oblique strategy can be uh, a means. To help you break out Of a creative block Uh, I mean we also said That it could be trying to deal with A problem that you're dealing with But it also could just be a creative block That you had so let me pull one here And uh, see what it says Here it is Faced with a choice Do both (laughs) (laughs) Faced with a choice Mm. Do both Wow Do both Man, I don't know. Yeah, that it is interesting. Except, ah, uh, wow. I I used to do that all the time. I was like, oh, I'm always trying to do everything or please everyone, and it's it it can be it can be very tiring. But um, I don't know. But uh, from a positive angle, though, yeah, I get it. Um,
1: but right. Well, I think too. <laughs> with something like that, what I always think is. Okay, you know, for what however you want to apply that to a problem, you have two solutions or you have two thought processes of how to to deal with that problem. Try both things. Doesn't mean both things will work or, you know, one will or one won't. But it it will give you a it may give you a new understanding uh, and a new way to look at the problem again because you're you're trying different things. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, try both. Try both things, and maybe in trying the both things, you'll find a third thing oh. that works. You know, because okay. you you, right. you try one, it didn't work. You try two, it didn't work. You try one and two together, it doesn't work. But maybe that leads you down a path that you weren't thinking you would go down. You know, well, that's a path true. where hmm. the, where another answer is or something. So right. some um, yeah
0: am- amalgamated or or yeah or. Or, yeah, like you said, leads you down a different path that uh, you never even thought of before just because you tried both.
1: Tried Hmm. to do – two, yeah, sometimes – well, it's it's also that old – I don't know if it was Thomas Edison who said that or that thing where, yeah, you know, you try something and it doesn't work. But you know more than you did when you didn't try – before you tried it because at least that's one more thing you know that doesn't work, Hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, well, I think
1: and and that leads you one step closer to finding what does work.
0: Well, I think that's that's kind of what uh, science is. It's you know, it's like eliminate everything that's not correct and you may run across what is correct.
1: What is correct. Yeah. Ultimately. And that works that works in art to a certain degree. We run across things that don't work. Eventually mm-hmm. you'll run across something that does work. Yeah. And sometimes Sometimes putting two things together that don't seem like they go together will we'll make a third thing that works.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think even... Oh, yeah, with Sherlock Holmes that there's a Sherlock Holmes quote. It was like, eliminate... Oh, God, I don't know what it was. It was like, eliminate all the possibilities and then you'll find the truth or something like that. Actually, it's once you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable must be the truth. Uh oh, Okay. Interesting. All right. I might edit that out and put in the right quote.
1: <laughs> there you go. Well, but that's I, fine. But I still uh, got your,
0: hmm, interesting
1: <laughs> that yeah, I can put in after Yeah, and you drop that in right there, after it. There it yes. is. All right. Although the best thing to do would just be leave all of this exactly as it is. That's uh, the best answer. Yeah, but that's— tr- But try both. That's, try
0: both and see. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Faced with a choice, do both.
1: <laughs> all right. Do both and see what happens. So yeah, what I'll do is I'll, have, uh,
0: I'll I'll leave the original <laughs> audio in and then drop in the uh, corrected
1: version. <laughs> you can have a it's a choose your own uh, adventure mm-hmm. uh, a slippery slope. Right. You can choose A or B and mm-hmm. and see what path that takes you down. So. <laughs> ah, interesting. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, man. Well, I guess that means right, uh, we're at the end of another episode here. Wow. Episode 12. It's damn near it,
1: in the can. It's just about done. Yeah, right. Episode 13. <laughs> episode 13 will be next. 13 is my lucky number. Hell yeah. So it'll probably be a shitty episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, in a lot of cultures, 13 is
1: definitely lucky,
0: so there we go.
1: Lucky number, yeah. Yeah. Well, I so. was born on the 13th, so that's why it's always been lucky for me, I guess. Oh, so.
0: right, right. Good. Okay, so then to our listening audience, slide in next week for another fabulous episode of A Slippery
1: Slope. do 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 I was going to come up with a new I was going to come up with a new ending, my uh-huh. new end- ending, I was thinking would be where the fuck is Robert Osborne? <laughs> like Turner Classic Movies, yeah. th- there's no new Robert Osborne material. So I think I'm going to end every No, no, I'm going to I'm going to stick with Lodger Out and Proud.
0: Okay. Do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lodger Out. No, leave all this in. Yeah, I'm but leaving it. I'm leaving Lodger, it. Lodger Okay. Okay, good. Lads are out and proud.
0: So where is Robert Osborne?
1: Where is Robert Osborne? I don't know. I you know he's been sick and and yeah. it's just like they've kind of he's not on Turner Classic Movies anymore oh. in new stuff. They still they still show him in older uh, commercials and different things that are on the show on the channel. But they've hired a couple of other people to host different time frames. Yeah. And um and i so i think he's sick and 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 i i get the horrible feeling he's not coming back so wow
0: well he's damn he's probably 90 by now isn't he
1: yeah he's he's pretty up yeah he's mm-hmm. at least late 80s for sure right but, you know he looked pretty good for the last i know he was going to have some surgeries and he had some things mm. he was going to get done i'm just i hope he comes back but yeah they, that'd be great. You know, what's What kind of sucks is they haven't said anything they haven't said oh he's come he's been he's ill but we're hoping he come back they have said nothing Hmm. Uh, which makes me think poor robert osborne just might not be long for this world i hope not though right so get well robert osborne wherever you are
0: yes